week. We're on about a month and a half of meeting here at the Regency. So, um, how do you guys like the Regency, those that have been here? You guys like it all right? That's been good. It was fun hearing my uh, my kids talk this morning before we came to church. They, you know, we're talking about my my son Justice is four years old, and he asked them, um, "So where, you know, where are we going this morning um, for church and stuff like that?" And he goes, "Are we going to Megan's house?" And the grandma's like, "Yep, we're going to the Regency." So um, some of the students live here, but I thought it was fun. We're going to Megan's house. Good. So, anyways, we've been we've been having fun at Megan's house and Jen's house and Jacob's and Andrew's here. So. Um, but uh, again, I just want to welcome you this morning. We're going to take a look at the, kind of the building project we've been working on here. And so um, I'm just going to update you on what's going on there. We're also going to look at some of the finances related to that. But I just want to let you know if you're a guest and if you're new with us, um, we ask that you do not sign anything or put your, your name and blood anywhere. Please don't feel like this uh, presentation is for you. As a church, this is something God has led us in. And we're just going to give a report of how this first year has gone in this building project here and uh, we're going to look at some slides and then we're also going to take a little field trip this morning so I hope you guys are ready to uh, get mobile and uh, we're going to we're going to actually go take a look on site at the warehouse this morning so anyways I'm going to pray and then we will jump right into uh, some of these things we're going to cover this morning so let's just bow our heads together and we'll pray uh, Heavenly Father, we do just uh, thank you for how you've taken care of us, uh, taken care of our church over the years. Just You've led us from one place to another and um, from strength to strength and glory to glory. And Lord, we thank you that you've allowed us to meet here in the Regency for a while, for a season. And we also thank you for what you have, have, have ahead of us in this uh, warehouse um, renovation that you've been leading us into. Lord, we're excited just to, to meet with you wherever you have us and we're excited to meet with you here this morning. I pray that you would just bless the thoughts that I share here and the verses that you put on my heart. And I pray you just continue to lead and guide us as a church. And we just commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, um, this morning we've got a handout for you that has a letter uh, that we've written as pastors for the church here. And then it has some numbers on back. And I think it's some guys to pass this out here. And uh, I'm just going to read. We'll read the letter together. And then I do have some slides. We're going to look at the web warehouse, kind of where it has come over the last year, year and a half, um, and then we're going to get to go look on site at where, where it stands now. So, and we're going to look at some of the different uh, finances related to it and stuff, and a few promises as well. So we're going to do all that in like 15 minutes, and then we'll head out and hop in our cars and encourage you to drive fast over to the warehouse there, but not too fast. Um, we don't want to get any, the, the firehouse will not reimburse you for any tickets you may incur along the way. So, um, anyways, once you get these, we'll just read it together. It'll kind of be the, the framework of our time here. So, let's see here. Some of you might know just uh, the Rise Up and Build campaign comes from a verse found in Nehemiah. We took a retreat last year as pastors and we were reading through the book of Nehemiah together. And this was just a verse that stood out to us related to uh, renovating this warehouse. And it was, you know, just a responded to Nehemiah and the leadership that he had about building the walls of Jerusalem again. And the people said, 
Let us rise up and build. And so they strengthen their hands for the good work. And then that's the name of our campaign, Rise Up and Build. But we'll just go ahead and read this letter together if you have it. Um, and hopefully there's enough. couple you can share if you want. Unless you want to fill out two of them, that's fine too. Um, two different amounts would be great there. But um, anyway, we'll just read along with me. Um, Dear Firehouse family, as many of you may know, last fall, one year ago, we launched our Rise Up and Build campaign. As pastors, we thought it would be good to update you on the progress of our warehouse renovation project, both financially and on the actual construction in the warehouse itself. We also want to share where we believe God wants to take us from here and what the needs related to that will be. One of the first things we need to do is give thanks and glory to God for how He has provided through last year's fundraiser and how far the project has progressed so far. Of the amount pledged last year, about 94% has been received. This is really amazing, uh, in our current, given our current economy and compared to the statistics related to many fundraisers like this. Also, the warehouse looks radically different than it did last year at this time. Over the last year, as God has continued to lead us in this project, we have gained a better understanding of many of the actual costs associated with it. The numbers have grown from our initial estimates, such that there's a shortfall between our current funds and the amount that will be needed to complete the project. We will talk about that in the slides here. Um, Despite this fact, we still believe that God has given us His vision for this great work and that He will also give us His provision to finish it. Hudson Taylor, a pioneer in missionary work to China, put it like this, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. Philippians 4.19 promises us this, And my God will meet all of your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Jesus also promised in Matthew 6.33 that if we seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, all these things will be given to you as well. As pastors, we believe that God will provide all that we need to complete this great project and use this building for His glory. At the same time, we also know that God uses and blesses people like you and me when we rise up to meet needs like these with the resources He so graciously gives each one of us. We would like to ask each one of you to prayerfully consider joining us and the Firehouse Leadership Team in giving a special gift or beginning or continuing a monthly pledge to help meet this current challenge. Together with God's grace, we can rise up and build. United for His glory. Jeff and Rich, your pastors here. So, anyways, um, we're just going to look a little bit at where where this project has come. Both, um, so I've got some pictures here, and then we're going to look at the finances a little bit. But let's see, where do I point this thing? Right there. There we go. Some of you might remember um, the warehouse back in the days. This is what this is what the back garage parking area used to look like. Anyone remember it like that? Anyone remember having fun demolishing the wood structures that were there? That's uh, Alan, the demolition man. We're seeing, we had some fun with the sledgehammers on some of these wood things here. That was uh, one of the real early on pictures. At the time when we looked to lease the, the warehouse, it looked empty, but after doing like four or five work days on removing the stuff that was in there. It wasn't as empty as we thought. Um, there's this classic sign that the good prayer was already there for us. God bless this mess. Um, and he has blessed it as we've gone here. And here's some further looks at the mess. You can look back into the building there, but um, it was just quite a kind of mess. There's the, the owner who we're leasing the building from in the back alley, standing by the danger sign. That was kind of kind of fun. Uh, if you look in the back alley today, you'll see it has come a long ways. 
um, we were able to remove the danger sign. Um, see what else? Here is a picture of one of the many cleanup days, uh, if you will. It was kind of a days of dust and whatnot. There's a little flex showing up there. We're not on the camera lens. It's just how uh, when you snap the picture, all the dust in there uh, made, made these little sparkles and whatnot that showed up. So that's one of the many cleanup teams we had. Uh, let's see. Making progress. Boy, that one looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> It's not much of a mess you can see in there. Uh, what else do we have here? Here's a picture, you know, uh, of the kind of before it's been painted when it was for lease. The nice uh, lime green color. Painting team decided not to keep that. Um, it's a good choice. And here's what it looks like now with some of the, the first round of painting done on the building there. Um, Here's inside as well. They tore up the concrete and they laid the, um, this is where the bathrooms are going to be right there. So the, the plumbing and stuff they had to put into place. Uh, this is Andrew getting serious about insulation. Uh, yesterday there was a team, some of the insulation guys were there. So he sent me some pictures. I thought I'd get them in the slideshow here. He looks very serious, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, and very safe too. All that, all that stuff on. Some of the things not actually covering your nose. I think it's supposed to go over your nose, right? <laughs> well, that's, uh, I hope you're breathing through your mouth. But um, anyway, there's Zach and Dave. We're climbing up on things and putting uh, some of the insulation up there as well. Those are just some of the pictures I had. We're going to look at some of the real life uh, pictures as we're over there today. But um, as far as some of the numbers go, these back uh, when we started looking at the warehouse, we kind of just did as best we could to estimate some of the costs. And over time, we've seen those things go from estimates into real, you know, actual hard numbers. And we've also seen God, you know, provide some more along the way. Um, we initially estimated the project renovation to be 150000 And we put in parentheses back then. Last year we had a letter like this that said 150 to two hundred, um, And the owner was willing to help us... Uh, Instead of paying rent to him, he said, hey, take the amount of money you can pay in rent and just put it into this project here. And we thought, okay, we could do that. And it looked like it was going to be about 80000 between that and some savings that we had. Um, left us with the remaining need of about seventy grand last year when we talked about it. We did a, a fundraiser, one year of pledges and some special gifts up front. And we were um, able, by God's grace, to raise 44000 So it still left us with some shortfall, but we've just been trying Trusting God to provide um, the actual numbers as they are today. Um, the project cost looks like it's closer to 308k. So we're we're at least halfway right. But you know this. Um, Along with that, some other things have grown as well. Um, the owner said, instead of giving you one year free rent, I'll give you five years. Instead of paying rent for five years, just put that towards the construction project. So we've um, been able to allocate that money. We've allocated church finances related to the fundraiser last year and some savings um, to go towards this project. We have a little bit left over. Um, you know, we are 94% of a pledge drive, which is pretty awesome. The banks would tell you, you get in, uh, I don't know, you'd be happy to get in half or maybe really good if you get 80% of your pledges come in but we're, we're sitting at uh, 94% which is pretty amazing and you know I think that's a, we just give the glory to God for that um, and 
But this leaves us with a shortfall of $54,000 here. So we um, have prayed about it as pastors. We've talked as a leadership team um, about maybe either continuing the, the campaign that we started last year, maybe getting people to pray about extending it for another year or giving some special gifts up front again. Um, let me see. I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that in a second. Here's one of the verses I've read recently that I just want to share that I really feel like God is just continuing to say, hey, look, you are engaged with the project I want you to be engaged with and I'm going to take care of it. And if you read the one-year Bible, um, this was in Isaiah this past week here and this is from the Message Bible here, but it just says this, um, make your tents large, spread out, think big, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. And I just felt like it was a verse from God to me and to us as a church. I know a number of you read this. I think uh, Sarah texted or emailed my wife this verse that she had read this as well, Sarah Albert. But, um, you know, it's it's just encouraging. God's saying, hey, look, I want you to expand. And you're not going to be embarrassed. Like you try to grow and you fall on your face and, and things actually get worse or something. He's saying, I want you to expand. Take territory from me and you're not going to end up coming up short. And I just thought it was a great promise for, for this week of what we're talking about here. Um, and let me see. You know, I wanted to share just so that some of the numbers we had there at the end. We had a shortfall. We shared this with our leadership team this uh, a week ago or a week and a couple days ago. But we share here's here's what we have. We, we gave them a letter similar to this of just the numbers. Um, and we just said, hey, would you guys pray about extending your pledges? Would you pray about um, giving another gift for this year? And by the time we were done, Jeff sent me an email yesterday that said, uh, from the leadership team, there's been $47,000 that has been pledged or given already for this next year, which is awesome. And I just think that's amazing. That's, that's more than we received for the entire campaign last year, and God has already provided that. I just want to give him the, the glory and the credit for people just stepping out and giving um, in faith and sacrificially there. But the hope of the leadership team in doing that, the reason why we presented it to the leadership team first is so that uh, we could give an example of just trying to give to this project because we believe God has called us into it and, and we want to have that example from the leadership team be one for the rest of the church to look at and go, hey, you know, they're not just leaning on me and they just want me to, to give on this. We have a vested interest in this as well. We believe it's right in the middle of God's will for our church and that's why, we're, why we wanted to just lead out first with that. Now it leaves the remaining need of, of $7,000 and so that it'd be easy to say, well, someone else can take care of that. The leaders have done their thing. I'm good for next year. I'm going to get some more, you know, Sports Illustrated subscriptions or something. Um, but, you know, seven, the seven grand need that we have left, this is just, again, for the expenses of the warehouse. You know, it's kind of like if we got seven grand more and we met all our needs and we'd show up at the warehouse and it'd be like, oh, by the way, bring your own coffee mug next week because we can't afford to buy any mugs. Um, or, you know, make your own flyers because we don't have any money to market. You know, this is this just pays for the cost of it. And I hope that no one looks at that number and goes, oh, that's not a big deal. I'm going to save my money for Christmas or Halloween or something here. Um, really, any money that comes in on this drive 
that goes beyond the expenses of the warehouse we will use for marketing, for relaunching um, the Firehouse Church in, in the neighborhood there. And so I want you to just pray and seek God for what He would have you to give. Um, but don't look at that number and go, well, I don't need to do anything. Uh, there's plenty of need. Um, you know, you can talk to Jeff more about it. He, he does our, our finances. He's got our numbers before him and the software there. But we have plenty of things that we would allocate any, anything God puts on your heart to give. But again, I love this, this promise here. You're not going to come up short. I want to just close before we go to the warehouse with um, just a couple promises. You know, I call them giving promises here. I'm going to put them all up real quick. There are really two promises that are tied together. I think here one more verse. There we are. Some of you might know these verses. I have this one in the letter here. It's just a classic one on God providing for us. My God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And that's a, a promise we're leaning on as a church. God has led us into this. There's some needs and He's promised that He will meet them. But I love how Paul in this Philippians, he perceives it with some things that he says, hey, you know, by the way, um, he was speaking at the time saying, all my needs are met, but what I'm looking for is, uh, uh, not that I'm looking for a gift, I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. You know, we believe God is going to meet the needs of this project, um, but God has also designed it that anyone who should step out in faith and love to help meet those needs, God will bless them for being a part of it. On one hand, you can go, I'm a part of this church and God's going to provide and that's awesome. On the other hand, God says that, you know, whenever you give uh, in faith and in love, He will bless you as well. So these promises are tied not only to provision, but Paul's saying, hey, look, there's an account in heaven that has your name on it and through giving, you have an opportunity to make a deposit so that when this lease is done on this warehouse so that when our time is done on earth you will go somewhere and you will have an account that has been uh, accruing eternal interest and and that's what Paul is really getting at there this other verse is another great promise it says um, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work just a huge promise about how God will meet all of our needs through His through His gracious provision and, and all our needs to do every good work. You know, we're using this warehouse so that we can continue our work of sharing the gospel, making disciples. But again, this promise is in the context of giving. The rest of the chapter, Paul talks about whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each man should give uh, what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly and not under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. Again, a great promise of God taking care of our needs tied with God will bless you for, for sowing, um, you know, for giving according to what He's put on your heart. You know, not, not that you're like, oh, maybe I should do this, maybe I shouldn't, or everyone else is doing it, I guess I'll give. But the hope is that each one of you will connect with God and say, God, what do you want me to do? You've given me everything that I have, every dollar that I own is from you. How would you want me to be a steward of that? And, and you'll answer to God for that, not to me or Jeff or the pastors, but, but our hope is just that in faith and in love, you'll get to share in the blessing uh, as God provides here. And that's our hope for uh, each one of you. So anyways, that's, um, that's where we're at. I think that's the end of it. But what we're going to do is... Um, we're just going to ask that people would pile in vehicles, maybe as efficiently as possible. If you've got some spare seats, um, we're just going to pile in vehicles and make this caravan over to the warehouse there. Um, again, you know, watch for traffic. I would encourage you to just maybe uh, take uh, 
take 38th Avenue to Tejon and just go down that way. I know that Race for the Cure might still have some traffic going on out there, so I don't know if you want to get on I-25 or Spear for sure. But maybe just 38th to Tejon and it's 33rd and Tejon there. We'll meet you there. We'll take a look around. I think Andrew's got one more song to lead us in. And... Um, and then we'll come back here. Oh, and also, all the kids are going to be staying over there. If you have kids in the Sunday school area, uh, you can leave them there. We just ask that you come back for them when we're done. Um, but all the kids can stay there. Some of the uh, wives that have seen the warehouse are, are going to watch them. So, And we'll try to sneak out maybe quietly there so that the kids don't want to come with us or something like that. I don't know. But grab some vehicles. We'll meet you over at the warehouse. We'll take a look around. And we'll sing and pray over there and we'll, we'll call it a morning. Alright, ready? Break. Woo! <laughs>